this message, I believe, will really bless you. This will be a time of hearing good news. And we need good news. The good news of Jesus Christ. Now, years back, God revealed to me that if it's not good news, it's not the gospel. It's a very good way to know if you are hearing the true gospel. The gospel is not... Uh, the, the, the nature of the gospel is good news. It must be good news. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. So this afternoon I'm sharing with you again the good news of Jesus Christ. If you have your Bible, you can actually look up the scriptures with me, read with me. I believe this will be a time of great blessing. Let's go to John 14. John chapter 14. I want to read um, just from verse 8 now Philip said to him Lord show us the father then <clears throat> Philip said to him Lord show us the father then we shall be satisfied Jesus replied have I been with you all of you for so long a time and do you not, not recognize and know me yet Philip anyone who have seen me has seen anyone who has seen me has seen the father how can you then uh, say show us the father so philip asked lord show us the father then we will be satisfied and jesus answered him and said philip have i been with you so long and still you do not recognize me and know me yet so if you've seen me you've seen the father a lot of people think about god in different ways you know they have a, a, an image of him um, that is not accurate. I want to tell you, if you've seen Jesus, you have seen the Father. If you've seen Him, you have seen the Father. He's, he's like Jesus. Jesus came to reveal the Father to us. He came to reveal the heart of the Father to us. So if you've seen Jesus, you have seen the Father and what the Father is like. Uh, Jesus didn't come and reveal a part of the Father. He came to reveal the Father. It was the only time that we could see Him on this earth. The Word became flesh and dwelled among us. Christ came, God came in, in a human body and came to reveal the Father to us. The Father came in the body of Christ. The Father came in Jesus to reveal Himself to us. Alright, so never ever think that Jesus is this way and the Father is that way. The Father is like Jesus. Jesus is like the Father. Isn't that amazing? So, and the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you've seen Him, you have seen the Father. Now, I want to read another scripture to you. Let's go to James chapter 1. This is such a privilege to share with you this afternoon. Um, the good news. <laughs> Of Jesus Christ James chapter 1 I want to read this to you one of my favorite portions of Scripture verse 16 is a very short verse it says do not be misled all right so years back as a student I, I when I received Christ I got born again I didn't know much about what it means to be a Christian I grew up um, more religious traditional and so, I just got born again, and we had this cell group. Now, this is really a funny story. We were a few friends together there. Um, 
that just received Christ and you know, got born again and we formed this little cell group. And in the cell group, everyone was sharing. And this one day, people started sharing about how things are just so tough since the time they became a Christian. And people were sharing about their experiences and about everything they've been going through. And it's been so tough. And, and as I'm listening to them, I'm thinking, I wonder what I'm going to say. Because since the day I received Christ, it's been so great. You know, I feel like I've walk, I'm walking on a cloud or something. I feel like Superman. <laughs> and, or felt like Superman, you know. I felt so good. Everything was so good. And now everyone is sharing about their experiences and what they are going through. And I'm thinking, I wonder what I'm going to share. And so as it comes closer to me, I, I, I just had no idea what I'm going to say. And so as the time came to me to share, I just said, guys, listen, I don't know what's happening, but it's just been great. Since the day I received Christ, everything is just great. And, um, and, and I got a sympathetic look, you know, that looked like, okay, I know you're just a young Christian. You're going to experience the sufferings and the trials. It's coming your way. You know, just wait. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn. You know, it's not going to be good like this forever. Now, I can testify today, yes, I've been through some stuff. But because of the goodness of God and because of who Jesus is, because of my relationship with Him, since that day until this day, He's only been good to me. I'm still on that cloud. I'm still walking on that cloud. I never fell off that cloud. It's been good since that day up till today. And the plan and the purpose of God is for us to taste and see that He is good. Now, I, I, after that um, cell group, I went into a time of prayer and I was really disappointed. I prayed, I said, Lord, why is everything going great? I said, Lord, why am I not going through tests and trials? And why am I not experiencing what these guys are going through? I really want to worship you and serve you, Lord. I want to go through some, some persecution. I literally prayed that. Now, that is the one prayer that God didn't answer. <laughs> and so as I was praying, looking for an answer, God just gave me this verse. So this brings me to this verse that I want to read to you. This is personal. Um, I, was, I was desperate for an answer and I heard so clearly. Go to James chapter 1. Verse 16 and 17. It was, I didn't know what was there, like that those verses were even there. I just paged through my Bible. I went to James 1, verse 16 and 17. Are you ready for this? Let's, let's hear. Do not be misled, my beloved brethren. Now let's think. There's something important that's coming. That we should not be misled in. Verse 17. Every good and every perfect gift comes from above. And it comes from the Father of light. In whom there can be no variation or shadow cast by His turning. God is light and there is no darkness in Him at all. If He turns, there's no shadow of turning. He's only light. He's only full of light. He's only full of goodness. God cannot be 
light and darkness at the same time. God is light and there is no darkness in Him at all. Now, in this revelation of God's goodness, I've realized that I cannot trust God above my revelation of His goodness. A lot of Christians, they try and have faith. And, and they, it's so noble, you know, I want to believe. I, I, I must believe God. I must believe God. But at the end of the day, you struggle to believe because of your revelation or lack of revelation of who He really is. If you know His goodness, faith comes naturally. Faith comes because you understand and know that God is good. You can never trust God above your revelation of His goodness. And so, if you've opened up your ears for, for doctrines that's going around of suffering and persecution and all those things, you're going to struggle to believe God. You're going to struggle to have faith in Him. Now, just hold on a moment for those of you who say, But Pastor, are you saying it should only go good with us always? Yes, <laughs> that is what I'm saying. But in this world, there's persecutions and sufferings. And I'm going to just put it all in perspective this afternoon. That you can see where those things come from and where your help comes from. You know that you don't confuse the two. That you don't put God in the side of darkness and darkness in the side of light. That you just bring separation between the two kingdoms. You've been placed, in Colossians it says you've been translated from the kingdom of darkness and placed into the kingdom of, of, of the son of his love. The kingdom of light. So you've been translated. You've been, you, you, you used to be in darkness, but now you live in light. And you live in Christ. Okay, so let's go to John chapter 16. Just to answer your question on turbulations, trials, and, and those things. Let's go to John chapter 16. Are you enjoying this as I'm enjoying it? <laughs> I'm really enjoying uh, this message to share the good news with you. I love preaching good news. Isn't it just much better, you know, to bring a, a good report, to tell of something good, than to just bring fear and stress and worry and just all these evil reports. You know, I'm a messenger of the good news of Jesus Christ. And let's go to John 16. Thank you, Jesus. But Pastor, you know, I, since I've been a Christian, it's been so tough. All right? I understand. But now, may God give you a revelation of His goodness like never before. And may your situation turn around. Before I continue, God's Word will never change. What you go through is temporal. God's Word is eternal. God's Word, if you put it against your circumstances, it's like a rock and a sponge. You put the sponge against the rock. What will give way? The sponge will give way. So the word of God, so the word of God is your rock. And, and if, you, if you have that solid revelation of God's goodness, circumstances can and will and should change because of your faith in the goodness of God. Alright, so don't get a sponge and a sponge. Don't change what you believe. Here's what I, I, I tell people always. What I believe, I believe. I don't change what I believe by what I go through or what through the experiences of others. I don't look at the, the world, the circumstances in the world, what people go through, what I go through. 
I don't look at that to determine God. I go to His Word. I, I take this Bible and I go into the Word and I want to know Him for who He is. Because if I know Him for who He is, I have a rock. And if I have a rock, the sponge will give way. <laughs> so the things we go through is real, but so is God's Word. And God's Word is so much stronger and cannot change. The Word can change the circumstances, but circumstances should not change what you believe about God's Word. It will never change the Word, but sometimes it changes what people believe. Therefore, I'm encouraging you this afternoon. Look at the Word, put your faith in the Word, and never change what you believe. Never change it. Because if you look unto the Word, this Word, and if you believe it, it will start to manifest out there. Keep on believing the truth. Alright, John chapter 16. Let me go, get back to my message. Getting a little carried away with the good news of Jesus. Now, are you ready for verse 33? Now, let me just have a little bit of fun with religion here. Alright? I'm in a relationship with Jesus. I'm not religious. I love Jesus. Alright? So, verse 33 Here's how religious people will read verse 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you will have trouble, turbulation, frustration. <laughs> right? Okay, sorry if I shouted at you. Don't, don't, don't switch off. Alright, so the religious interpretation or the way we read it would be the emphasis on the turbulation, the frustration, <laughs> the distress. But if you read verse 33, the first part says, I write this to you so that you might know, in me you will have peace. Now this peace, if you look at peace, it's shalom, it's that wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. In Christ, you will have peace. In the world, two different places. You'll have trouble, tribulation, trials. And just to confirm what I'm saying, the last part says, But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. In the world, you will have trouble, tribulation, frustration. But be of good cheer, I overcame the world. Jesus conquered the world. Now listen to what the Amplified Bible says here. It says, I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you. And I have conquered it for you. I need to read this again. I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you. And I have conquered it for you. So what this verse says is that he conquered the world for us. He deprived it of power to harm and he conquered the world for us. So in Christ you'll have peace. In the world, tribulation, trials, distress, frustration. Be of good cheer. I overcame the world. Now I'm just going to explain it like this. When Christ came into this world, He died for you. He died in your place. He took your sin upon Himself. 
And therefore he also took the effects of sin, which is sickness and death, and everything else that came into this world because of the fall. Jesus took it upon himself when he died on that cross. When he died and, it's, and he said it is finished, he conquered. He conquered on that cross through his resurrection also. And through the cross of Jesus, through the resurrection, we have the victory. It's not a fight for victory. Jesus conquered the world for us. We're not supposed to fight the world, fight situations in the world. We are supposed to believe in the victory that Christ won on the cross. So, in the beginning, the world was perfect. There was no evil. There was no suffering. No trials. No stress. Everything was perfect in the garden. But when sin entered, death and sickness came as a result. And the world fell. And there was the fall of man. You know, in the beginning, everything was perfect. But then the fall came. That means the intention of God. If you want to know the true will of God, you have to go way back to where it all started. Before sin came and distorted the picture. If you really want to know what God is like and what His will is, you have to go before the fall and understand that He made everything and it was good. There was no evil. There was no sickness. No disease. Everything was good. He made it good. Man had made a choice to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But God made everything good. He made it perfect. Alright? So then sin came in. And the effects of the fall happened. But Jesus came. And He died for the cause of all the trouble in this world. He died for our sins. He took away the separation between us and the Father. He took sin upon Himself. He became sin for us who knew no sin. So that in Him we might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He became sin for us. He died in our place. He took the, the, the punishment for the sins of the world. Now I want to bring this to you. If that is true, then the will of God for you is that you experience a life as if the fall didn't take place for you. I know the world is affected by it and we're getting to it again. I'm going to share those trials, distress and tribulations. Uh, I'm going to speak on that as well. But understand for you. We live in Christ and it's supposed to be a place of total victory where we don't even think of the fall of man and the effects of it. Where the effects of the fall is completely under our feet as we rule and reign in Christ Jesus in this life. That is the life of a Christian. People would say, you know, I'll ask, how are you doing? And people would say, answer back, well, under the circumstances. <laughs> Get rid of that saying. Under the circumstances. As a Christian, we are not under the circumstances. We are above the circumstances. We live in Christ. We have a new life in Christ. We are a new creation. The fall of man happened and it had its effects. But we are free from those effects if we believe in the cross of Jesus and what he did for us on that cross. Alright, now this put it in perspective when Jesus said, In the world there will be frustration, distress, uh, tribulation. But be of good cheer. I overcame the world. I deprived it of power to harm you. Listen to that. 
I deprived it of power to harm you. Now that is who you are in Christ. And in me, he said, you will have perfect peace. Now let's quickly go to 1 John 5. Remember, he conquered the world for you. He conquered the world. Be of good cheer. In other words, like, I mean, you can't rejoice thinking of the tribulations, the trials and the distress. That won't bring joy to you. But you know what will bring joy to you? When you realize he conquered it for you. And so that's why Jesus said, be of good cheer. <laughs> rejoice. I overcame the world. I deprived it of power to harm you. That is the good news of Jesus. Let's go to 1 John 5. Like I said, share this quickly. <laughs> Some people need this message <laughs> right now. <laughs> Desperately. Alright, if you look at what's going around, this good news must quickly go through all the world. So please just share what I'm, just, this, this message right now. Just share it out there. Put it out there. Let the good news go. Alright, 1 John 5. Listen to this. Are you ready? Verse 4. Say, I am born again. If you believe in Jesus, you are born again. Say this out loud. I am a born again child of God. Born from above. A new creation in Christ. If you are not a child of God, I suggest that this is a good time to receive Him as your Savior. Alright? The children of God say, I am a child of God. I am born from above. Listen to verse 4. Oh, this is good news. For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world. Even our faith. Who is it that is victorious over the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Wow! It says everything, whatever. It, I like this. It says whatever. It's not even saying whoever. It says whatever. If something is born of God, it is victorious over the world. If there's anything born of God, anything, it's victorious over the world. Whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory over the world. You know what's the victory? Our faith. Our faith in Jesus. Our complete trust in His goodness. Our complete trust and faith in who God is. Alright? That is the victory over the world. Our faith is the victory. And then it says, who is victorious? Who is victorious over the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. It says that, that's why the word says we are more than a conqueror. I would, I'd like to, to emphasize this. We're not conquering or trying to conquer. We're already more than conquerors. We're not fighting for a victory. We're not trying to obtain a victory. We are believing in the victory of Christ. We have faith in His victory. Therefore, we are more than conquerors. A conqueror already conquered. 
You, you, you're not a conqueror if you haven't conquered already. Alright? So, you have conquered in Christ. You are more than a conqueror. He made you more than a conqueror because He obtained the victory for you and for me. Say, thank you, Jesus.